You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, Billy Bradley, the it used to be the 48 hours of Pocono, uh, the 42 yeah. hours of Pocono, and now it turned into the, uh, the 96 hours of Texas. We went racing in Texas. And we raced on Sunday, Billy, for just a little bit. And then we waited and we waited and we waited. And we finally got the race in. I want to talk about Sunday here just for a little bit before we get going. We got Jimmy Wags in the house and we got uh, Rob Lopes back from, back from Texas. But on Sunday, I thought we were getting ready to see the craziest race in the history of crazy races, Billy. The way that race started out. It was slick. It was it was wet. It was crazy. We had Kevin Harvick going all the way to the back. Uh, we had Denny Hamlin out of the groove. We had cautions. It was it was turning out to be one hell of a race with unbelievable uh, playoff implications. And and then we waited. And and the rain set in. And I've seen that rain here in Texas before. And, and let me tell everybody what was going on. I mean, everybody's probably an expert now, but it was snowing. In, in 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 West Texas, and uh, in fact, I had heard on 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 Monday afternoon across the state of Texas alone, there was a 63 degree difference in temperatures in the state of Texas. So that that should tell you something about the weather pattern that was coming uh, west over to east. So, uh, Rob Lopes, you have now witnessed, um, as you aptly said right before we went taping, 150% humidity. It was yeah. the most – it's like being around a summer picnic and having a bunch of gnats all around you the whole time, just aggravating, pain-in-the-ass type of thing. And it had to have driven you guys crazy just sitting there watching it barely rain. Well, here, here, just to give you a little insight, and I'll try to keep it brief. Um, like with our new schedule now, everybody just checks the weather before they leave, you know, and you're like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, and most, and to be fair, most guys, gals will bring an extra set of clothes just sure. in case. Yeah. Whereas, you know, one, uh, one you know, yeah. So you get down there, and you're like, oh, it's going to be warm. We're going to be in. We're going to be out. There's no rain in the forecast. Yeah. We get down there, and it's like, all right. We're going in the morning. It's already cooler than it's supposed to be, and it's overcast. We're like, oh, it'll be all right. It's going to warm up. Well, then nothing's on the radar, but this heavy mist shows up. And, I mean, we are sitting there. Once they threw the caution, and, by the way, the caution was probably five laps too late because it was getting slick out there before. That's one of the reasons why the four slaps a fence. Yeah. Because he got in that VHT and it already had humidity on it, and he yep. it, and that when that VHT poor, was VHT, poor baby. when that when that uh, traction <laughs> compound not VHT but the PJ one yeah when that traction compound gets wet it does the exact opposite of what it's meant to do it turns basically to ice yeah so he got into that chased it up the racetrack popped the fence and Newman was already talking about how it was getting slick out there and how there was water on the windshield and all that well it was a mist like a heavy mist yeah and that shut us down. Now, mind you, it's not on the radar. We yeah. were fortunate. We had a fireman in our pit who looked at us and said, boys, I lived in Texas my whole life. And I just want to tell you something. When this stuff is, when this stuff, when it does stuff like this, he goes, it's here for three days. And he packed his stuff up and left. <laughs> <laughs> and doggone if he wasn't right about that, because for three days, it was not Monday, it was not on the radar. Walked into yeah. a mist. We're like, all right, we're sitting around. Tuesday, same thing. I mean, low ceiling, heavy yeah. mist, super thick, wet air. And Tuesday night, I mean, I was optimistic. I'm like, man, we're going racing. We're going to freeze, but we're going racing. Yeah. And they about had that track dry. Yep. And all of a sudden, the mist came back, and you heard we were listening to the tower talk to the dryers and all that, and they said, we're losing everything we're gaining. We're losing everything we gained. And just then they pulled the plug. And we're like, crap, we're here Wednesday. <laughs> and we woke up Wednesday, and it was raining. Yeah. Like, great. But we look at the radar, and it's on the radar. We're like, well, this is a positive, yeah. because at least the rain is on the radar this time. So then yeah. we watch the radar for the future, and it goes away. We're like, all right, we're going to race today. It's happening. Yeah. And sure enough, it didn't happen exactly when they would have liked it to. But yeah. we went racing. 
Well, you that's know, it's the funny. craziest thing I've ever seen, man. Well, well, so what ever seen. One thing what you're saying is everything is truly bigger in Texas except the rain. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's funny you mentioned the three days because I knew we weren't going to race Sunday. I knew we weren't going to race Monday. I thought it would be done Tuesday afternoon about 6 o'clock. And, and we were going to get that race in, although we'd have to race till about 10 p.m. And that damn shit stayed around. And then, the, But the best thing we could have seen, Billy Bradley, was actual physical rain on Wednesday morning. Because then we're like, okay, that piddly stuff is over. Here's the real rain. It's going to be over. And it's uh, and we're going to get, get racing. But I want to ask you a question Rob Loeb said. Um, apparently Dale Jr. said something about it during the broadcast, and I did not hear it. But if in that heavy mist, if we would have had the rain tire at Daytona, would that have been enough to make that thing work, or is that just a ridiculous idea on an oval period? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because that's something I've been mulling over in my head, that I don't know if we've actually done a test on an oval with the rain tire. Gotcha. Now, I don't know how competitive the race would be. I think it's doable. However, it's – if it would be weird. Compound, it, it would yeah. be weird. It, the yeah. pace would probably be a lot slower. And I'm just wondering if that's not a possible test just to try, to see what yeah. kind of speeds can happen, to see what happens on an oval, to see if the tire can handle it, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and who knows? You know, that can open up a whole new door. I'm just wondering if the thought has ever come to, hey, let's try this. Yeah. However, you're not going to – I really doubt you'll see the speeds that yeah. you see normally. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I do. And here's what I would suggest, and, Billy, I'll, I'll ask you and I'll ask, I'll ask Wags here as, as, as fans. If, if I'm sitting – if I'm a fan somewhere, uh, first of all, NASCAR fans are diehard fans. I, I, I mean, I, I, I would – Went my first race over there, Bristol Billy Bradley. I waited in the rain for nine freaking hours, cold. four different times, cold as hell. I mean, I, but but I, that, I'm not patting myself on the back because every NASCAR fan does that. What I what I and, and by the way, Texas Motor Speedway did something awesome. They gave every fan that showed up Wednesday tickets to next year's uh, Grod Passes for next year's uh, uh, all-star race, which kudos to Eddie Gossage and Texas Motor Speedway. That's how you treat your fans. Uh, But I think I would be okay. Not to interrupt you real quick, though. Mm -hmm. When we walked out on Wednesday and there was people in the stands, and I'm not talking about one or two, I'm betting a few hundred on a Wednesday after all of that, I was (laughs) like, you know these people want to see some racing if they are. and, And, I mean, there was people sitting in the stands Monday afternoon, in yeah. the rain, and that heavy mess. Right. Tuesday afternoon, in the heavy. Yeah. I mean, just sitting there. I got the rain jackets on. They're back up underneath that overhang, and they're just chilling. And they were chilling most of the day. And I'm like, they are some dedicated race fans right there. Yeah, race fans. I mean, cool. that's that's, that, that's a, the good thing about race fans. I would be okay, even though the racing would be completely different than what I thought I was going to go see. I would be okay to get the damn race in Billy Bradley because I've already taken off work. I've already made arrangements. I'm already there. If we can, and I'm saying if we can, then let's get it in. Even if it's not the race I was expecting to see. Billy Bradley, dumb idea, or do you think it'd be worth trying? I think it'd be worth trying in the circumstances we had at Texas Motor Speedway. Now, you know, a heavy rain, that's going to be your put yourself in a whole new box there. I'm not sure how we would hold off on a heavy rain, but yeah. I think that was a good time to try some of those rain tires we had. Um, Jimmy Wags, uh, I know you're at uh, you're at work and we're at the loading dock. What I called you, but would you be okay of going to a to a race and uh, and, and say you're at uh, Kansas and uh, a rain comes up and they swap rain tires on? Would would you be okay with sitting there and watching that race, Jimmy? I, I'm a, I'm gonna buck the status quo here, guys. I'm gonna say no. Um, okay. I, I want to see the 40 best drivers run as hard and fast as they can. Um, and, uh, you know, I think NASCAR can come up with a way to weatherize the track, whether it be some type of covering system that would negate having to use rain tires on the oval versus, uh, you know, um, you know, versus running the race. So I'm going to say no. I, I don't want to see it. You know, I know Rob's like, man, you, you don't realize it went through 72 hours of, of uh of hell the last three days but uh 
you know, I, I want to see the best drivers go out there, compete the fastest, and be able and not have a hindrance, um, albeit weather, to get the job done. So, it's a um, double-edged sword, though, Jimmy. It really is. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it, you can say, "Oh man, we're going to get this race in. We'll put rain tires on a race on an oval, and the pace is going to slow down and this and that." But we're still going to get the race in. But at the same time, is the competition still going to be there? What are we looking at? Is it going to be? Is it worth the time and effort to do that for the show that you're going to put on? And I would even go as far as to say, in this circumstance, you're not still seeing all. You cannot tell me that Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin are racing like they have all year long right now. You will not prove me that that they're doing this. Well, and here we are. I, I tell you, you're time. right. You're not going to tell me <laughs> they haven't done shit the last. Well, we might as well just talk about this right now. Um, Alex Bowman has finished, what, third and fifth? And he's got no chance unless he wins. Um, He's averaging, he's literally averaging fourth place in two races. And he has no chance in hell of, of making it unless he wins the race. Now, Billy, you've been talking about it way before this was even a possibility. Back in the summer. When when Denny Hamlin had four wins and 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 so did Kevin Harvick or five wins, uh, you yeah, were like, "This is going to be a problem. Wins. This is going to be this is going to be a problem." And here we are, and we're in the scenario in which we've got a guy who's done everything he should, except he didn't have the summer these other guys did, and he and he may not make it if he doesn't win. Jimmy Wag, what's your stance on carrying these these playoff points, these stage wins, and all these things all the way through? The uh, the first three uh, of the four rounds of the of the playoffs. What do you think we should do, uh, Jimmy? Is it okay the way it is, or do you propose a change? I'm, I'm going to say on my stepbrother's term, that's just idiotic. Okay, uh, I think your point <laughs> should carry through through the first round, right? Mm-hmm. All the bonus points you accrued through the first round. Uh, I even like what Rob said last week. Hey, maybe let them carry you through through the second round. Yeah. But when you get to the round of eight, you got. Okay, you got the eight best drivers, right? The eight best drivers. Yeah. No motors points carried over. Everybody at zero, and then let let the chips fall where they may, and let the and and, and I think that would create much more excitement than having guys like Kevin Harvick. Even though, don't get me wrong, he's earned the points that he's got based on the yeah. season that he's had. Yep. But and 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 to me, you know to get a free pass basically all the way to Homestead and you got a guy like Alex Bowman that's run great the last few weeks, lose points in his last race. Uh, yeah. Sucks. But I, I will play also say play the devil advocate here, right? Uh, Alex Bowman and his team had the opportunity in the first 26 races to go out there and rack up stage points and win. Yeah. And unfortunately they weren't good enough uh, yeah. based on the, uh, based on the point system that we had. So uh, I think the bonus points should just carry you through through the first round, and then second and third round, hey, it's on from there. Here's to add to that, Jay. To add to that, if you don't mind, Dan. Um, yeah, help it. I like I like the way you think there because that goes along with the whole thing of and I've said it before about you get to a cutoff race and you go, oh man, if we had finished fifth instead of seventh, we'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like blaming the field goal kicker. For missing yeah. that 55-yard field goal with no time left on the clock. Yeah. You're like, oh, my oh, God, he right. missed that field goal, he would have won. Hold on, yeah. man. You had 60 minutes to score points not being in that position. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I got my it. hand up. My hand's raised. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Billy. What you got? Okay, Rob. Then we can't call this a playoff system, then. We have to come up with another term. It cannot be a playoff. If your Steelers go undefeated the rest of this season like they are, and lose in a playoff, yeah. they ain't going to the fucking Super Bowl. Correct? Correct. All right. Yeah. We can't call it a playoff. We have to come up with another turn. Here's, so now, now we're worried about Manning. <laughs> well, that's, that's your beat. That's your beat. Definitely, this, we can't do this. This is bad for the sport. I, I just think it needs to be tweaked, Billy. I, I, I agree with you. I think it needs to be tweaked. I like the idea of letting, you know, you – you accrue all these playoff points through the regular season. You have your regular season champ. He gets rewarded for that. They carry you through the first round, through the second round. When you get to the round of eight, the only playoff points that count are the ones you've accrued in the first two rounds. I'm okay with that. I would, yeah. I would 
vote for that in a heartbeat. And here's I'm why okay I like that system. I, I like that system because when you talk about everything except for the NCAA tournament, which is a magical thing all by itself, but every other sport, the reason why they give they seed the teams is literally because they're they're going they're probably going to get a bye in the first round, or at least it sets the playoffs for the first round. It it you're giving the teams that did best for the first round the best possible scenario. But after that, who the hell knows what's going to happen? And that's why I'm I'm Billy, what you're saying, what what Rob has said, and and I think Jimmy is okay with this. I think it's okay to reward those teams to to be in the best position to keep that stuff for the first round. Okay, that's your reward for for winning eight races and seven races and and stage points. That's your reward for it. But after that, it it needs to even itself out a little bit. And I think it would be more of a true of a of a of a true testament. And and that's not to say that. Listen, we. I personally believe the reason they have this convoluted shit is because we still have 70-year-old NASCAR fans that, that hate <laughs> this system and want to go back to the points when by now, uh, you know. No, uh, I don't Kevin want Hart that. I don't. Done. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants that. Want no, that. no, no, no. No, we, we need to move on from that. But now we've done it to a completely different way, and I think now we can come back into the middle and go, okay, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep all that shit through the first round. I'm okay even with the second round, but by right. the third round, and, and the third round has got to be a game changer. We can't just make it to where these guys can just automatically go in. Go ahead, Jimmy. It's Dan, and and this is what I say, right? Uh, if you your team was truly one of the best teams all yeah. year long, yeah. you're going to show it in that round of eight that yep. you have the superior team, right? Yep. Uh, Kevin Harvey, what, eight wins, nine wins. It, I mean, literally, if it wasn't for Logano blocking uh, the entire interstate and the racetrack, <laughs> uh, Kevin Harvey was going to win Kansas, right? Yeah, but uh, he did. And he had, he had a good start to, to Texas for, for it until he got to the wall. But if your team is at that elite level and you make it to that, your team is going to show over the teams that are not going to make it. Yeah, but uh, to you your don't point, need those points to carry you over. But, but these point, little mistakes can happen. But look what happened to Kevin Harvick. He didn't have a shitty race. He ended up in, what, 13th or some shit or, or something like that. I mean, hell, he was four, he was like three laps down. So the best team, Jimmy, I agree with you. The best teams and, are going to perform the best, and they did. They are. And that's why, that's why I like playoffs, right, because the unknown can happen. In NASCAR yeah. racing, things happen. Parts are yeah. going to fail. Yeah. Uh, guys are going to miss lug nuts. Uh, drivers are going to make mistakes. And it's going to rain in Texas, and we're going to go green. Exactly. <laughs> so you're going to des- you, you deserve the fate that you're handed uh, based on the, the way the things play out. Um, and literally, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, based on their performance yesterday, could have been in a world of trouble, a world yeah. of trouble, had yeah. not had it been for the, all the, the bonus points they accumulated during the regular season. And then I agree. Boys, uh, for once, I think we're all on the same page. Now, let me ask you. I was hey, real person. quick. Bobby, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, Billy Bradley, um, Rob and Dado, they were only visualizing their dreams. The Steelers going 16-0 and because they're catching the L this Sunday when they come to Baltimore. Just, just, uh, just so you know. <laughs> uh, first okay. of all, I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be any more laissez-faire about what you said because uh, until, until we're beaten, I don't worry about the piss ants down there at the bottom of, the, of my shoe. Uh, and so I'm not worried about any of that shit. We'll, we'll talk about this on Monday after we're after we're six to zero. But um, uh, let's talk about the race. And Jimmy, we'll start right there with you. Uh, I thought the, the okay. So I like Kansas. Not a lot of people in NASCAR Nation did, but I like Kansas. I think Billy thought it was entertaining. Wags, you thought Kansas was a decent race? Yes, I did. I, I, I thought it was a decent race. So what do you think about Texas? I thought I thought Texas was a, a decent race. Um, you know, we talked about it in the group chat last night. It was hard to pass the leader, um, which it was. I mean, after you know, I would say after like four or five laps on the restart, the leader checked out a little bit, and um, you know, strategy really helped that race. The fuel strategy at the end really helped the race and how it played out. But I thought the racing behind, you know, in fifth. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Back in the pack was phenomenal, man. Like yeah. guys were side by side, mixing it up, getting loose. 
you know, getting uh, couldn't get traction in that PJ one, and uh, I thought when when the TV panned back to that, that was awesome. Um, yeah. And I, I hate to be long winded here, but I sent you guys a little tidbit. Last Christopher Bell uh, finished third, right? He mm-hmm. made 146 passes and was passed 82 times. Uh, he had a plus 64 differential, which was uh, 41 better than anybody else in the field. So you could pass, uh, but, you know, to Billy's extent, it was hard to pass the leader. Billy, go ahead. What would you think? I thought it was a good race, too. And, you know, I guess it's just – well, we know it's just a product of this type of racing is these restarts are, are so damn good It's because – these guys are going as hard as they can because every little spot helps. But Texas, all in all, even though we had to wait four days, I thought it was a good race for a mile and a half track. You know, years ago we wouldn't we wouldn't even be talking about a good race at a mile and a half track. Let me put it to you like this: I, I talked to Mike Ford, who I, I think you guys know he's a loop dog from from uh from nascar he's the one that created the loop data and he actually is going to i need everybody keep your fingers crossed because he's going to go to the powers of be at nascar and see if they'll let him come on the podcast after the season's over um and i mean he would they he wouldn't have to ask permission to go on a dale jr download but for some reason billy bradley um, I think those boys over at NASCAR um, uh, Space Station uh, Command Center, I think they may, they may, they may – he has to ask permission to come on to uh, off the rails um, for, for probably good reason. But I, I asked him to send me the loop data on this thing, and I can tell you that back in like 2011, 12, 13, uh, Jimmy Johnson was winning those races out there, and he would have about – 60-some quality passes, okay? And and we we saw the 95 have 140. And I'm looking at Brad – I'm looking at the loop data right now for this race. There was passing up and down this track up until you get to about where Eric Almarola finished. Well, he probably finished, what, about 20th or something like that, maybe 22nd. Um, but, but everybody uh, – there's racing through the field with this package, especially in cold weather. We've talked about it. Uh, from what I saw from, you know, the first stage on Sunday, what I, you know, saw on Twitter and, and listened to you guys talk about, I, I got to believe there's passing there. Now, maybe TV didn't show it. Maybe there was only a couple hundred fans or a thousand fans or so in the, in the stands to see it. But, hey, this package, I, I don't want to give up on it. I know it's, 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 it's the – the, the cool thing to do on Twitter is to bash the shit out of this mile-and-a-half package, but I promise you we can prove with loop data that this package is a hell of a lot better than anything we ran with that damn COT, and it's not even close. Rob Loeb, you were there. I know you, you, you've talked about the, the dirty air and that sort of thing. From where you were sitting in there, other than the leader, it, was it much like Kansas where people could get around each other and, and, and pass a little bit in the pack? Oh, yeah, there was, I mean, there was a lot of, there's been a lot of passing. Again, it goes back to, I think, the cooler temperatures definitely help because the grip gods are there. Yeah. Um, it, but this package definitely allows some better racing. I mean, mile and a half, you're going to get stretched out. Yeah. And the fact that the closing rate, that the cars are running in closer speeds and clean air is king, uh, it, it you're, you're going to get stretched out. That's the nature of a bigger track. You get stretched out. Yeah. Um, and, and even still, the draft still comes into play. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, yeah. you know, you get tucked up behind somebody. You two guys can, you know, two guys can run another car down. Or you can, you know, and getting, again, getting to the back bumper of somebody and getting around them are two different things. Yeah. And um, I, I'll add on to that, Rob. Um, yesterday, Bell and Truex, Kind of linked up together, even though they weren't nose to tail, they were able to run down uh, Kyle Bush and get within a second of Kyle, um, yeah. kind of running almost nose to tail. So, and Kyle yeah. Bush used the draft to his advantage to save fuel to win the race. So, yes, he did. Um, I, yes, he did. I, 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 I like, by the way, I, I like not, not to interrupt you, but who picked Kyle Bush for, for the win there? You can't that. use him as a dark horse no more, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, so you're done with that yeah. shit, Rob. So, so you announced the you announced the Twitterverse. Yes, I know. Sorry <laughs> yeah. to interrupt you with the nonsense, Jimmy. Please go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, uh, Jimmy. Sorry, I, man. I think for the most part, the last two mile and a half has been have been decent 
uh, races. Um, would the drive some of the, the best drivers that in NASCAR would agree with that in the Cup Series? No, because I honestly feel the Xfinity race uh, has has outshined both the Cup races the last two weeks, uh, and I think we need to go more into a low da- uh, the downforce um, package on mile and a half. But uh, I, I mean, for what it was, I, I thought it was good. Well, here's what I, what I can tell you is. I'm not throwing away the 2021 season. Now, 2022, I, I don't think any of us really have a clue what the hell is going to happen. We haven't had, we haven't, you know, tested that well, car you know or anything crazy like that. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. So, but, but I, I'm okay with with running this package, uh, you know, next year. It would be nice to be able to, 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 like Jimmy said, be able to. I don't even. But there, there's, listen, it's not worth tweaking it. I think we're going to be okay. Kyle Busch does get his first victory. I picked uh, Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. got a minus 20-point penalty. Rob Loeb, can you explain a little bit uh, to what happened to that team there, please? Yeah, I sure can because it's the same thing that happened to us, I think, in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, those spoilers are uh, are basically Lexan. Mm-hmm. And to protect the Lexan, you – will put what they call nose code or helicopter tape, whatever you want to call it, which is basically very clear, very strong tape. You'll put the tape across it, which helps protect the surface so you can reuse it so it doesn't get pitted. Yeah. Well, you know, when you – and if you can, if there's any sarcasm here, it's probably genuine. But um, <laughs> it, you, when you put that nose code on there, that helicopter tape on there, mm-hmm. you will trim it to make it fit the spoiler so you're not – trying to, well, you know, trying to get more or less or what have you. But every once in a while, what happens when you're trimming that tape with a razor blade, you might shave off some of that Lexan yeah. and round the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it was purely accidental. Sure. Just as our, ours was. It was, you know, just one of those things. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... <laughs> As was stated to the teams earlier, just because one team gets charged a certain amount of money and a certain amount of points for an infraction, don't think that that's going to apply to you because the more it happens, the more things are going to ramp up. And we were all told this. Sure. So um, the 19 gets busted for an improper spoiler. I forget how it was worded. And yeah. it cost them, cost them some ground, cost them some points. And, it, and it's a costly situation for them in the situation they're in playoff wise. Yeah. So uh yeah. So it yeah, cost them some money. Their, their crew chief got run out. Um and it cost them some points. And I think the points are the bigger thing. Yeah. Well the points are definitely uh, the the big thing here and 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 the one thing I'll say about this car that that is it, are it, it, the it points gets, really a big deal though? Because he's pretty much in a half two win situation at Martinsville. So, right. was so the, the points are a big deal. If it, if he didn't lose twenty points, where would he be? If he didn't start in the back, I mean, finished second and started at the at the back. So, it, I mean, right. you got to believe that you know he wouldn't have finished. You got to believe that he wasn't going to finish worse, worser. That's my favorite word. Uh, worser than second if he doesn't have to. If he starts in the top five, uh, you know, maybe, or, or maybe, he or he wins a stage, or he wins a stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does something there, or maybe he wins two stages, and and right. and it does. More. And he so, races that deficit. Yeah, exactly. So I I think that the points are 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 big here, but. Um, every year, as we and, and I'm wondering what's going to happen in 2022. But every year it gets harder and harder to tweak these cars because I mean now we got a damn laser system. And I know, listen, I know cheating goes on. I'm a big proponent of cheating. Hold on, I hold, like on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I take offense. Yeah. That that's a bigger word, man. What's take that? offense to that word? Cheating. Cheating. Okay. What would you like me? I to believe call the it, politically Rob? correct term yeah. is optimizing, <laughs> and <Okay>. sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it happens that uh, you might over-optimize. That you optimize outside of the, the bounds that the rule book says. I like to see if you over-optimize. You are, you are trying to optimize your yeah. race vehicle, and sometimes you over-optimize. See, in, in retail ride, we call that managing in the gray. 
Yeah, and, and in construction, we call that maximizing efficiencies. Uh, so it's the it's the it's the same thing, but 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 it gets harder to to over maximize efficiency. Well, you something you're, you're comfortable with. Yeah, it, it gets harder to maximize efficiencies as the gray area um, gets smaller and smaller. And so, and I hate it. I liked it when there was lots of gray area. I fucking love gray area. Gray area is the place I like to play. Um, exactly. And, and so it, it makes it more difficult. I, I'm not upset at, you know, what happened or whatever. Uh, I actually kind of, I kind of, I kind of respect it. I mean, here's the guys in the, in the, in the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting close to maybe having a, an opportunity to bring Joe Gibbs Racing a, a championship, get Martin Truex another one, and and they're still working at it and doing these sorts of things. I'm perfectly okay with it, 100%. I wish there was more gray area. My fear is 2022 there's going to be no gray area uh, or, before or, or this gray laser, area Before this laser inspection was even thought of, how many championships you think would be taken away had we had this process? All of them. I can tell you seven right off. <laughs> all, yeah. of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of them. All of them. All the championships would probably be changed, Billy Bradley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me a bit. Um, let's go on here and talk about uh, – uh, let's talk about the, the 24 team. We we were talking about it off air. The 24 team got COVID. The pit team, I should say, the pit team. So they got the pit crew from the 47 who got the pit crew from uh, Rick hold Ware. On, hold on, hold on, Rob. How do you think that 47 crew's feeling this morning after having to pit a whole actual race? They're only used to pitting 30 laps. Wow. <laughs> I bet they're sore. Oh, shit. Damn. Billy Bradley, i got to figure out how to make that the title of the podcast. The 47 pit crew is tired. They earned their money. Uh, Wow. Billy's not pouring punches today, man. No. Smoke. Um, but the and, and, and I mean, I was following Bob Cockers' tweets about this thing. It goes all the way down to Rick Ware Racing. I don't know who the hell Rick Ware Racing might have went over to Bucky's uh, Billy Bradley to get a a, cor- a a brisket sandwich and pick some truck drivers, some some big old Texas boys over there, and uh, said, "Hey, you guys can hold it. Can you pick up a fifty pound tire?" Uh, I don't know how the hell they they pitted, but it looks like COVID has finally entered. Uh, unfortunately. The NASCAR ranks are going to have the 24 team will not be uh, the pit team will not be at uh, Martinsville. It looks like they'll have the 47 team. And I know the number eight team for J- Junior Motorsports, I think they use the number 24 um, uh, cup team to, to pit them. Mm-hmm. So it, there's there's some some things are going to be going on here this week. But I got to I got to be honest with you, it, NASCAR, I mean, to race 30 some uh, 30, was it 30? Uh, 28 weeks or something here um, uh, in COVID, and yeah. and and this is the first significant thing that we've had. Kudos to everybody in that damn garage and and the the sanctioning body for uh, hey, getting exactly. it this long. I mean, it's is a, a and and we like to bash the shit out of them here, Billy Bradley. But uh, NASCAR has done a wonderful job, uh, yeah. at least from from where I sit. What was um, this? That, when did now. this? Back in March was in when this pandemic started. Yeah, correct. It's been so yeah. long, I can't. If you would have told me March when all this shit really started locking down that we would be finishing this season on time, yeah. kudos to you guys, Rob, the NASCAR. I mean, I, I, my hat goes off to each and every one of all of them because all the work you guys. I know you just spent four days away from home for Texas, but this is probably the most amount of time you guys play you've been so busy going track to track so since we've been back it was almost it was almost a regular weekend time away from home yeah but we haven't done that since february rob i'm gonna ask you a question about your travel because i i had this discussion with my wife literally two hours ago when i fly and i have a quick turnaround trip At 50 years old, I'm tired as a son of a bitch. That whole next day I get back on a quick turnaround. Is it harder for you to travel quick like that, back and forth, sleep in a hotel, get up, I mean, going to – or is it easier or is it it harder to do a a four-day stint? I'm I'm curious on that because I hate hate flying up and coming back in in less than 48 hours. It's hard to me, but what do you think about it? Um, Well, to me – 
down and back, no matter where we are. Like, he, like even the first time we went to Texas, we went down and we were down and back. Yeah. Um, now, when we just did Vegas and we were out and back, that kind of messed my system up a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's three uh, time zones for you, so that's right. That's, that's so a big deal. That, that that kind of that kind of messed me up a little bit, just for the simple fact is, usually when we're when we're on the West Coast and we're out there for a regular race weekend, you know, you get in sometime Thursday afternoon and you fly home Sunday night. Uh, that when you go to bed Thursday, the guys, the guys and gals on a race team and the guys and gals that are flying out there, you know, for race support or or NASCAR or whatever, usually that first night really messes with you. But the simple fact is your body. Is still on East Coast time, so you pop out of bed at freaking three thirty because you think it's six thirty, yeah, and you're like, oh my god, I've overslept, and it's three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but your body doesn't know that. Yeah, your body thinks you're late for work. Yeah. So, and then by the time you get adjusted, and then you fly, not quite a red eye, but you get home at let's say two in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Uh, everybody has their own thing. As far as getting through it, some guys, guys and gals, they might stay up. When they get home at two in the morning, they'll stay up, wait for the sun to come up, and then they'll get started on their day, and then they'll get to bed early. Other people yeah. will sleep through the day and then wake up for a little while and then go back to bed. It all yeah. depends on what works for you as far as getting yourself adjusted back to your time zone. I, I didn't have an issue, and maybe the uh, experience level, the fact that I've been doing this so long, yeah. that – Tell me where I need to go. Tell me what I need to do. We'll get there. We'll do it. We'll get back. And yeah. I know what worked for me as far as getting readjusted. A one-hour time zone difference isn't that big a deal. Yeah. Um, we were discussing – it's funny you bring that up. We were discussing next year's schedule on a lot of one-day shows. Mm-hmm. And, again, the West, Coast, the West Coast run is three races in a row, California, Vegas, Phoenix. Yeah. And what we were talking about was since it's – single day yeah that the teams won't stay out like they used to or you know stay out for one week you know come home for one week and then stay out the next week or something like that Mm. they'll fly back and forth yeah that right there i think is going to be a test to your mental abilities and your physical abilities because i think by the time you get done that third race of bouncing back and forth no from the west coast to the east coast by the time you get home from phoenix you're gonna be like what, who? Uh, Rob, what I'm going to tell you exactly. What? Uh, let me tell you exactly what your problem is going to be. I have no problems flying one time zone. That's what I like about living in, in, in the central time zone. Two time zones is tough. Going three time zones, it's going to take you two weeks to be able to use the restroom on the same at the same time again. It's going to be a complete body change, <laughs> I guarantee it. And that is the worst thing to fly three time zones quick is your body doesn't know when to get up and pee or when to when to go to number two. It, it, Especially it's quick trips. Uh, yeah, quick trips are the worst. Like that. They're absolutely terrible. And, and I'm just curious up. about that, but it's it's difficult. Let's, let's talk about Kyle Larson coming in. Dale Jr. Uh, yeah. leaves Texas, comes over to uh, do the, the podcast. Now, I have not listened to the podcast because, again, um, I, I was working uh, uh, every, and I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet before we did this. But uh, Billy Bradley, I know you heard some of the podcast. We we know now he's he's the the second worst kept secret in in NASCAR is that the, he's he's coming back to Hendrick. And and what did you think about what you heard with with Kyle Larson, Billy Bradley? Well, once I heard Junior was flying back from Texas and wasn't doing the broadcast, was recording the podcast, I was like. It's either Kyle Larson or Michael Jordan. Like, there's no other person I would imagine he would miss a race for. And, uh, well, I listened to Kyle Larson, and I see, I'm see i not seeing this through Jimmy Wags, my stepbrother's eyes. I'm seeing it through my eyes because it's a whole different set of eyes when, between me and him. But, now, I – I think Kyle Larson is ready for a chance, in my personal opinion. I think he's done, but there is one thing he needs to do. He needs to apologize to the fans. All right, Jimmy Wags, uh, what's your take? Uh, have you heard the whole thing, Jimmy Wags? I, I listened to basically the first 30 minutes of it, and uh, I think 
uh, Dale and Mike asked some really good questions uh, to Kyle. Um, and and look, I, I, I've tweeted this. I've said this. I'm not a vengeful person. I'm not a hateful person. Um, you know, us as Americans, we're built on second chances, uh, giving people second chances. And should Kyle Larson get a second chance? Sure, right. But in my eyes, has he has he proven um, the the things that he needed to do to get that second chance yet? I don't think he's all the way there. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I don't own a multi-million dollar race team, so I, I can't make that decision. Um, but I think Kyle Larson needs to do more. Um, you know, he said in his interview, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm not checking boxes because everybody might seem like I'm just being phony. But, I mean, I think he's done what he needed to do to get back to NASCAR. And, and don't get me wrong, he even said this, which I agree with him, uh, that it's really hard to do things because of COVID right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's ways for him to be to be more social or – to be a part of different type of uh, organizations that can help people understand, you know, the word that he used and how it impacted, uh, you know, blacks in, in America and, you know, what he can do to, to help further the education of people to hopefully eradicate that word from, from all people's vocabulary. So I, I just think he needs to do more. Uh, I'm going to give him the opportunity to do more. But in my eyes, he hasn't earned the opportunity to be back yet. Um, and I, I just, you know, I, it sucks because it's 2020 and it's COVID, but I just really feel like he could do more to impact more people. And and I agree with Billy. I think the first thing um, that he should have done uh, since he's gone back onto this, you know, media storm on his road to coming back, he should have held a press conference. And, you know, I don't care if he spoke from his own words or from a statement, um, but he should have had a press conference and really uh, pointed uh, or called out the African-American community about, you know, how regretful and how remorseful he was to use that word and how he will better himself and help better other people um, to be able to, you know, uh, not use that word and to treat people better with more compassion, more love, more understanding. And he hasn't done that yet. And to me, that's what's really bothering me at the root of this Kyle Washington issue. Um, well, here's so sorry you, to be you, no, you, you got right to where, where I'm at on this whole thing. And, and, and listen, I, I, he, this America is the land of second chances. Hell, we're, we're the land of um, four chances. chances. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I, hold it, on, it, hold on. You said you didn't listen to the podcast, right? Who, me? No, Dane. No, yeah, I, uh, Dan, I well, have not listened to the podcast. Quote, quote said exactly what Rick Hendrick said. Really? Exactly. That's exactly the words that come out of his mouth. Well, I'll be damned. No, I haven't listened to the one second of it. It's been queued up for two days, and I haven't listened to it. But, uh, but well, great men think alike. I, I think that's what I'm trying to say, Billy. But uh, the one thing that I don't like, and, and, and because I believe what – what I've seen on paper, what I've read, what I, I, I believe Kyle Larson, he earned his suspension. He's earned his, his reinstatement. What I have not seen yet, I, I've, seen, I've seen him talk to reporters. I, I've, I've heard him talk about, the, about you know, listening to people who've looked up to him and that sort of thing. But this is NASCAR. And if I've heard it once, I have heard it literally a thousand times. NASCAR is Without the fans, NASCAR isn't shit. We've seen the racing series come and go in my lifetime. I've seen a half a dozen of them come and go and, and not make it because of why? Fans. There's no fans. There's nobody buying shit that the sponsors are advertising. Without the sponsors, there's nothing. So I, I have – until every day that goes by and I hear of Rick Hendrick and Dale Jr. and you know talking with him and, and Jennifer Fry and all these other people, until that son of a bitch comes out and looks in the fucking camera and says something to the fans, I'm not impressed. I, I, I'm not going to be oh, – excuse me, I am impressed that he's got here. But I'm not going to be, okay, let's give this guy a damn chance. I don't want to see that son of a bitch smiling with Rick Hendrick and his new teammates until he's done that. And here's the reason why. I think about Chip Ganassi Racing who lost arguably the, 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 the best youngest talent in NASCAR because he fucked up. And Chip Ganassi Racing has now lost that commodity because that's what that driver is. 
He lost that commodity to fucking Rick Hendricks and, 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 and Hendricks Motorsports, which I understand how it works, but you got to talk about if this was football um, or, or any other sport, and I realize it's not, they would give um, Chip Ganassi Racing a, a goddamn compensatory pick to be able to put him back in or some shit. I don't like the fact that he basically said the N-word, and he's coming right back into Hendrick Motorsports, which is an upgrade in my opinion. Uh, he's going from Chip Ganassi Racing, which is not a slouch, but he's Absolutely. going to Hendrick Motorsports. And, and it, it, I don't like this without getting everything out in the open, and he hasn't addressed the fucking fans yet, and I don't like that. And every week it goes by, I'm, I'm, starting, to, I'm starting to not like this situation more and more. He only, all he has to do is come out and just look in the fucking camera and apologize to the fans. He, he's done it in person. He's done it, you know, to the to, to the people that's looked up to him at these uh, diversity uh, training programs and that sort of thing. But he hasn't done it to me yet. And, and I'm a consumer of the fucking sport, and he owes me a goddamn apology, and I haven't heard one yet. And as Jimmy Jimmy Wags uh, Jimmy Wags doesn't cuss. So uh, Jimmy Wags is a, a, a lot nicer about the way he says it. But Kyle Larson needs to fucking apologize to me and every other NASCAR fan on camera before he sets foot in a fucking race car. Or, or I'm just going to be I'm, – I'm not going to – I'm going to be unbelievably unhappy if that, if that doesn't happen. Now, I would like to think that Hendrick Motorsports has enough fucking brains over there that they got to get this done. Okay, he might have gone on Dale Jr.'s show. Okay, that's fine. You're going to trump him out there and put him out in front of all these people and all this stuff. But until he does it to the fans, they're really doing a disservice to everybody in the fucking industry, in my opinion. And it's a big, big, big mistake in 2020 not to address this personally to the fans. He may have done what he needs to do with the sanctioning body, but if the fans are really the ones driving this sport, why the fuck hasn't he done it? I, I just It doesn't make any damn sense to me because when he said the N-word, Billy Bradley, the very first thing he did by 9 a.m. the next morning is do what? Say the idiot, most idiotic, stupidest apology to the fans ever. I mean, it was dumb. It was idiotic. Somebody should have got a hold it of him. It wasn't an said, apology. It, it wasn't, wasn't even an apology. apology. It, it was a, right. oh, shit, I need to, I need to say something uh, yeah. so I could try to save face here because I know That's, I fucked up. He looked like he, he was trying to save his job instead of apologizing for what he'd done. We ha- we've seen that. But we haven't seen a true apology, and that's what's missing. And the longer this goes on, the, the, the harder it is for me to understand all these smart people working with him to bring him back into sport that they, they've lost sight of that. I just don't understand. It makes no damn sense to me. And, and again, I think it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that Chip Ganassi loses Kyle Larson and Rick Hendricks scoops him up. There is no way in hell he could ever go back to Chip Ganassi. Okay, I understand that, but this is, this well, is the craziest shit ever. Well, he could, but it's too late. It, 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 it's too. It, you're right. It's he could. It's too late. That relationship had to be severed, and 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 here we are now. And I I I, I want to be happy about this. I, I want to move forward with this, but until until that happens, I, I don't think we can. Now let me put you right here on the spot, Billy Bradley, and then I'm going to ask you, Jimmy Wags, when uh, the the first question. Does Kyle Larson win in 2020, 2020, uh, 2021, and if so, how many does he win, Billy Bradley? You first. Oh, hell yeah, Kyle Larson wins. Kyle Larson will be in the Final Four playoffs. Look, Whoa. look what Kyle Larson does to Massey. Like, I mean, Kyle Larson, yes, Kurt Busch has a win, but, I mean, but it was a win. It goes down in the win column. But did he have the best car? No, absolutely not. Kyle Larson, did he have the best equipment with Canassi? No, absolutely. When he gets into stuff that Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, William Byron is winning in, he is going to be winning races. And I bet he wins five races next year. Holy shit, Billy Bradley is – Billy Bradley, uh, he he, he didn't come here to play around. He came here to do work. Jimmy Wagg, what do you think about it? Jimmy? Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> that's how frustrated I, I am about this situation. Um, I, I don't care if he wins it, if he doesn't win another race for the rest of his career. I, I really don't care. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it, him in the sport does not matter to me until he do the things that I feel as though he needs to do uh, to 
set uh, to set an example um, for people to be better. And he started that process. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting that, but he needs to do more. And until then, I can give a, give a damn about Kyle Larson. So. All right, well, here's my opinion on this thing, Billy Bradley. I don't think that he necessarily makes the Final Four. I do think he gets a win next year, and I guarantee you he, he's got six wins right now over, what, 150 races or something like that. I don't know what it is. I guarantee you he gets the six, uh, six wins uh, in at least – Half the time he got him with Ganassi, and this is where I, this is where I, I, I just, I just, I, I really wish you would just come back the right way and get this shit over with because it ain't gonna take him six damn years to get six wins, Billy. He's gonna have six wins. Hell, he could have six wins in two years, and it wouldn't surprise me. Now, I don't think he's gonna get six wins next year or nothing, but that kid's got the talent. He's now um, had his face rubbed in dog shit of his own doing. You know, the the fastest thing he wants. You don't think he. If you don't think that man is is motivated to get out there and win and to and to put this behind and to do good things and show people he's he's the real deal, you're crazy. I mean, I, I absolutely think that he's going to come out. And he's going to light a fire. And by the way, I think we're going to see the brilliance of Cliff Daniels uh, now that he has the brilliance of a young Kyle Larson. Not that Jimmy Johnson is not a, a the the best driver I've. In my opinion, Jimmy Johnson's greatest NASCAR driver has ever ever lived. In in my humble opinion, but um, I, I think I don't know about that one. But I, well, okay. I, There's I, this guy named Dale Earnhardt <laughs> drove a black number Chevy, uh, number three number Chevy uh, that uh, was a badass in his own right. I don't disagree. I think of the top. If if you pick the top three, in my opinion, Jimmy Johnson is the best. But I think we're going to see Cliff Daniels when he has. A driver who is a little bit more maybe suited for this car at at the right time of his career, I I think you're going to see Cliff Daniels uh, become a star, and I think it's going to happen pretty quickly. So um, this is all to say it's a very interesting dynamic all the way across the board. For sure, Um, I I think I think we're we're ready. We're all ready to move forward. Um, Some different degrees than others, but this 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 story is not going away, uh, and I hope it. I hope he apologizes and, and, and he does the right things moving forward. Let's talk about the cutoff race of Martinsville. I, I Listen, I, I can't imagine what's going on. In the, I mean, it's basically there, – there, maybe there's not a whole lot of grief going on here because you, you got to win to get in. And there's a bunch of drivers sitting there chomping at the bit. In fact, there's, there's seven of them that are, are chomping at the bit to get a victory to have it cemented to, to, go, on, to go on through. And I think we're going to see a hell of a race. I think Joey Logano doesn't make it all the way through. Uh, personally, um, he's he's already he's already going to be in in Phoenix. I don't think he gets through this one, but it's a it's a payback track. It's it's a tight track. It's going to be cold. It's going to be at the paperclip, and I I couldn't be more excited. Uh, Rob Lobes, uh, as as we go back there, and we're going to this package, and I, I have to, well, I've said it's going to be cold. Billy, is it going to be cold there this weekend? Yeah, uh, you know what? I think it's, I think it's cold in the morning, cold. like fifties during the day. Yeah, cold in the mornings and warm up from like the fifties to sixties. Well, but, it'll be warmer than it was the last two races. <laughs> um, that's for sure. I can attest. Hey, Rob, can I can I ask you a question, Rob? Me? Yeah. Sure. Are, are you are you guys running uh, the same tire that you ran there in the spring? Because if I if I recall correctly. Obviously, Truex dominated that race, and it didn't seem like that tire laid a ton of rubber. Obviously, I know Martinsville has concrete corners, but um, are they running the same tire as they did in the spring? Uh, I'm fairly certain. Um, The only thing I – the funny thing is, is I – usually when I'm in my normal sequence of things, I'll make sure I know what I'm talking about. But since I got my tire data from Goodyear – uh, this week, and I was sitting in Texas, and I was just bored to death, and I just threw, I just did all my pre-sort, which most of us tire specialists do. We'll do a pre-sort from the information we get, and then we'll final sort them once we have all the final data. Um, I didn't bother, I didn't do all of my pre-race, I just did my sort. I'm going to finish my, all my notes and my pre-race notes. I'm fairly certain it's the same tire. I don't think we changed the tire from the spring to the fall. But and shame on me for not knowing that as we sit here. I was just kind of out of my out of sorts doing my usual pre race prep 
this week. For three, so for, for three fucking that. days. Pardon that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we we all miss uh, you know some things every once in a while. Well, here's yeah. one thing. Okay, we Sunday, can... Martinsville, Sunday, Martinsville, 30% chance of rain, a few showers early with mostly sunny sky, high of 64. Now, overnight temp is 38-ish, oh. mid-30s. So, by the time the race starts, I think uh, I, I think it'll be fine. As far as that track taking rubber, you need heat to take rubber. Yeah. Cold yeah. racetracks don't like to take rubber, and nor yeah. will they, no matter how soft the tire is. Yeah. So I, I think that I think Martinsville will take rubber. It'll take it. It won't take it right away, but it will. I say by halfway, you'll see those nice that nice black strip, you know, right through that concrete. You know, it shows up yeah. really well on that concrete. It'll you'll see that nice black strip, and you'll be like, yeah, man, this track's taking rubber, but it's not going to happen right away. It's going to take some time. Yeah. And just so you know, like I think they're letting what a thousand people in the right yeah. track. Yep. I, know, I are turned they? down That's a cool. ticket from our friends over at that Hoppy Mellow podcast. Like <laughs> they were, and I was like, guys, I'll be in Ohio that weekend. Dear honey, I'm not coming to the race. Damn, Billy Bradley, you must got your eyes on a trophy um, to turn that damn thing around. Uh, while we got you on the uh, here, Billy, let's let you start first. Uh, now let's let Jimmy Wags go first. He's, he hasn't been on in a while. Jimmy Wags, who's your winner and who's your dark horse at the paperclip? Uh, don't call me a homer, but I'm going uh, Denny Hamlin as my winner. Okay. And Because uh, I love everything about Denny Hamlin. You know, of course. Uh, yeah. The Toyota. Uh, Toyota. You know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. And uh, uh, yeah. And I'm, I got I'm my, going. Uh, I got my Tacoma on order right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got. I got my. I got new Camry on the way. So. Yeah. Um, of course you do. Go ahead. And I, I'm going way out the box for my dark horse, Billy Bradley. You're gonna love this. I'm going Bubba Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, <laughs> but, wow. Okay. So what? Hey, so what? <laughs> yeah. He won't finish in the league. Hey, we finished. We hey, look, we finished eleventh there in the spring. Okay, he ran inside the top ten for most of the day. Uh, I want to say he got a speeding penalty or something that put him in the back. He kind of had to work. Yeah, his way he back did. Up. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, uh, I got. But, uh, Martinsville won his best track, man. So hey, did you I'm get those gloves? The, the gloves that Bubba threw out. He had a hell of an arm, man, because people were pissed about him throwing his damn gloves. I caught on some bitches, so I got it. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, not to change the subject or get off topic right quick, but there were three teams that I really felt for after, with that Texas race. Yeah. The first team being the 17, our teammate. Yeah. Yeah. Because tough, they destroyed that race car. Yeah. And were ten laps down when the rains came on Sunday and had to sit there till Wednesday to race that thing. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> okay. The other two teams are Oh, geez. I mean, I felt for them guys because you know it was like, gee whiz, you know, it, that, that's one of those things, man. You you knew it was if you ran that whole race Sunday, it was a long day. Yeah, and now you yeah. just stretch it into four. Yeah, no shit. So, and the other two teams that I really felt for were the 42 and the 43. Mm, yeah. They they had decent cars, and they we weren't, what, five laps into it on Wednesday, and they both busted their ass to the DNF. Yep. Yeah, Horrible. Four yeah. yeah. Horrible. That, that just, if you want to, those three guys, those three teams, and it's, that kind of stuff will just suck the air out of your lungs when that stuff happens. No doubt. I got one other question. We're going to do winner, dark course, and will Joey Logano complete all laps? What do you think, uh, Jimmy Wag? Yes or no? I think he completes all laps. Okay, he's got a yes. It's going to be a bomb burner. But uh, what do you got, Billy Bradley? Winner, dark course, uh, Joey Logano. Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch. Oh, wait, we can't say well, that. Well, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not going, not going Harvick because he's only driving half-assed because he knows he's locked in. Okay. Martin Truex, Jr. Damn it. And Clint is my boyer. 
God damn it. I literally wrote that down right before we started. I wanted the 19 and the 14. And I was like, there's no way that'll last. But you took him exactly the way I did. Shit. All right. What about Joey Logano? Does he make every lap or not? Yeah. Okay. Rob, what you got, buddy? Well, crap. Um, I'll take Harvick because he's going to get on it because they just had a bad day. <laughs> For my dark horse, my typical dark horse, this one last past weekend, which is, you know, it's a pleasure Uh Man. Who else, who else do I like there? Um, man. Jeez. I'm stumped, no. I've been riding that 18 bandwagon for the dark horse for so long. I don't even know who else is in the field. Yeah, you don't know who uh, the dark horses are, do you? <laughs> uh, uh, and you took Clint. Um, Jimmy Johnson's still a dark horse. Damn it, Billy. I'll take Jimmy. Thanks, Billy. Damn it. I'll take Jimmy. I'm taking Harvick and Jimmy, and the 22 will not finish all the laps, not because I don't believe in the guy. But this is one of those situations where he's already locked in and there's a bunch of dudes that are pissed off at him. And, yeah. they're gonna, and it's just like in baseball. They're going to throw at his head this week because they can't yeah. right now. It ain't going to be one of them things that happens in Phoenix unless he really pisses somebody off. Yeah. yeah well, I think- and, well I, I, I'll say this. Nobody's going to turn him in Phoenix except another Final Four driver. I would agree. Final four driver will turn him in Phoenix. Yeah. He won't get turned by somebody else who's pissed off at him. But somebody will go ahead and say, well, you know what? He's locked in. And they're not – and they might not turn him on purpose, but they damn sure don't give him no room. I would agree with uh, – I agree with what you said over there. So, I, but the 19 was gone. I wanted to take him. The 14 has gone. I wanted to take him. The 48 has gone. I was going to take him. I'm going to take the – Billy, I appreciate you. I'm going to – I'll bet cash for that one, babe. I'm going to take Brad Keselowski at uh, at Martinsville. Um, and for my dark, you know, I picked the Benedetto. The very first time I picked the Benedetto at Texas, he happened to have a, a, a pretty good a pretty good ride. But, you know, Ty Dillon has had flashes of, of stuff here. And, I, you know, Ty Dillon's is, is that an interesting career, to say the least. We've talked Ty about Dillon's him. Ty on his way back to the finish series, boy. Yeah, he's got an interesting uh, thing going on. I, there's uh, Eric Jones, um, you know, needs to have a good race. There's, there's a lot of guys here that, I, that, that are good here that have to have a good race. I, and Bubba Wallace is a good pick. He absolutely is a good pick. I'm, I'm going to do something that against every fiber of my being, and I'm going to take Reddick. I'm going to take the number eight car here. Ooh. I think uh, he, he's done well there in the Xfinity series. He hasn't had as stellar of a year that I thought he would have. He's 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 kind of he started off good and kind of hasn't, hasn't got back up there yet. But I think he comes back. It's a good racetrack for him. I think he do well, and he's a dark horse. And uh, three of the dark horses that I would have picked are off the damn board. And I don't think Joey Logano completes every lap. I just don't. Now I could also see. Joey Logano staying out front and winning the damn race, to be bluntly honest with you. But uh, I don't yeah. think he's going to – I don't think he makes it through the end of the race, and I'm not necessarily sure he gets wrecked. I think he may wreck himself there, and I'm, not, and I'm saying that seriously because that some bitch doesn't give a damn about anything. And it's tight over there at Martinsville. And, by the way, we're not going to have a pink curb at Martinsville for the first time in a very long time, guys. It's November, November 1st, I think, is on 1st. Sunday. So, yep. um um, I, and I like that big pink curb down there, but we're, nobody's going to go below the yellow line at Martinsville, that's for sure. Um, and I want to do – we haven't done this in a while because we've been focusing on COVID, but um, I, I got a uh, good for the community. Uh, right before we were going to record, boys, my mom called me. She had fought, she went out to go pick the trash can up from the, uh, uh, from the, from the, from the street, and as she went, to, she, she was rolling it back. She slipped on wet leaves at the curb, fell down, couldn't get up, and some guys in a pickup truck stopped and uh, and said, can we help you up? She's like, yes, please. And so uh, uh, thanks to those uh, good Samaritans that picked my mom up on the wet street in in Lexington, Kentucky. And and let's let's get focused back here. We got some COVID spikes, although 
the death rate is going down. The infection rate is not. So uh, no. look out for your neighbors, especially your older neighbors, for Pete's sake. As we get into the winter, it's going to be uh, – the time is changing, by the way, boys. It's going to be darker sooner. We're losing daylight. So let's uh, check on your, your elderly neighbors for, for – um, for Pete's sake, and let's watch over him here as we get ready to to head into the the first winter of COVID. For, for uh, who knows what's going to be be like, but Rob, stay safe. Um, have a good race. Go get some get out, Rob. Get, get, get Ron out. Chili. Yeah, yeah, Billy Bradley. If you send me a picture of you eating Ohio chili, I, I might. Uh, I don't know what I would do to be bluntly honest with you. I can't imagine you would eat a bowl of that. It'd be like me going back to Pizza Plus. I'll never eat a Pizza Plus again in my entire life. Uh, for Jimmy Wags, thanks for stepping in, brother. For Rob Jimmy. For Billy Bradley. For Jimmy Wags. Let's go racing in Martinsville, boys. What do you say? Yes, Let's sir. Let's go.